getting so cold. I ain't wait this hard since I was 18. Apologize if I say anything I don't mean. Like, what's up with your best friend? We could all have some fun, believe me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your boy, Burying the Smarks, with another episode of Burying the Smarks. Of course, I'm your host, Burying the Smarks. And joining me today is the lovely, intelligent, blunt, slap you in your face if I feel like it, the best cook on planet Earth, the one and the only, my partner in crime, the one I took vows for. (coughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mrs. Barry and the Smarks. Mrs. Barry and the Smarks would it do? God damn, that's a hell of an intro. That's right. Hell of an intro for a hell of a person. <laughs> well, so thank you. I hope everyone is doing great. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed their Thanksgiving break with loved ones and everyone just had an awesome time eating and just living life. Mm-hmm. So today, we have a really, really special episode of Barry and the Smarks. I get DMs and I get questions about wrestlers that i've met personally and the list is pretty long i'm telling you it's pretty long and of course most of the time when i meet these wrestlers my partner in crime is with me (laughs) so together we're gonna share our stories of the pro wrestlers we've met so far yes so let's get to it number one the immortal hulk hogan i knew we're gonna start with this one you remember that one yes i remember so Long story short, we're going to keep out some details because we're not trying to get uncovered. <laughs> so, long story short, my father-in-law, Mrs. Bellerian Smarks' daddy, <laughs> he works in the sports business. So, he works with Hall of Famers and retired athletes, and he sets up conventions and autograph signings and things of that nature. Correct yes. me if I'm wrong. Yes, you're right. All right. So, there was one day, which was the day before SummerSlam. <laughs> Once upon a time. Once upon a time, right? I get a call, and she's like, you know, get dressed so we can meet my dad in Westchester. Westchester is... Not too far from here. Not too far from here. If you're from New York or the East Coast, you know Westchester is. Westchester to, to New Yorkers, like real New York Cityers, Westchester's upstate. Basically. So anyways, <laughs> so we get to the place, and I'm kind of nervous. I see signs, and I'm like, okay. So once we pull up in the parking lot... And they surprised me, like, yo, you're going to meet Hulk Hogan. I said, holy shit. I was fucking, like, out of my mind. I'm like, Hulk Hogan? And she's like, yeah, we're going to meet Hulk. Dad set it up. You're going to meet him. I was, like, I was besides myself. I was like, holy shit. I'm like, I, I, I was like, did I brush my teeth? Did I put on deodorant? Do I smell good? Anyways, so we get downstairs because they had Hulk sectioned off in his own corner. And, you know, it's... It's like surreal. Like this guy I used to watch as a four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven year old. And he's there and like literally this guy is larger than life. So um I'm kinda nervous. I'm a nervous wreck. Um so the time finally comes to me, Hulk. So he you know, we get introduced and you know, you know, I told him I was a big fan and you know, it was really, really cool. I'm like this is this is Hulk Hogan. Fuck it, it's Hulk Hogan. So, you know, he's like, you know, he's asking, you know, doing small talk. I noticed, you know, Hope was wearing some Cement 3 Jordans, which was really cool. Um, so we start talking and he's like, hey, you guys want to post for a picture? So I'm like, sure. So my wife comes in and he's like, 
who's this pretty lady? Okay, it's, that's not how it happened, not even at all. And I'm going to stop you right there because you're about to tell a bunch of lies. Matter of fact, continue because I want to hear your version of events. I want to, I want to, I want to hear your version of events. So, so you know, he's talking to her, and you know, he's like, you know, a little, little, you know, a little convo here and there, and I hear her compliment her, like, "Oh man, you're a really beautiful lady," and I was like. So I'm like, all right, this is Hulk, but this is also my wife. <laughs> so I let her slide because she is beautiful. You know, I'm like, she's going to get compliments and I, I got to live with that. So he starts like, you know, talking and stuff like that. And um, he keeps hitting on her. I'm like, holy shit. I don't know if I should be flattered or if I should have been concerned. I'm like, Hulk, my wife, whatever. So that was about it. And ever since that day, we have an inside joke, you know, don't forget, you got hit on by Hulk Hogan. That never happens. You done with your fable? Yeah. With your fantasy? Yes. Not my fantasy, but it's the true story. It's not exact. Half of what you said is true. Yes. We surprised you. We told you. We didn't tell you until you got there. You was going to meet him. Um, you did get there. He is larger than life. He's huge. Yeah, this guy's huge. Pause. He's huge. Um, But he did not tell me that I was beautiful. He did not say any of that. Literally, he just put his hand on my shoulder during the picture. And then he, I said something like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm talking to you or something like that. And he's like, why? I said, because you're like my childhood. You're like this happened. You're like my childhood. You you define my childhood. And he said, your childhood. Come on. You're too young to remember me. That was it. That was it. That's all he said. He mentioned nothing about my looks, nothing about anything. He did tell you you have a beautiful family. That's all he said. Well, that is true. I, I am very, very blessed to have you guys. Whatever. Now you're going to flip the script make me sound like a Hulk Hogan thought. No, no, no. That's not even that. I'm like, listen, you're pretty. And if a man sees you, and you know, you're pretty. I can't stop them. But that's... Just, anyways, but that's how it went down. It was awesome. Yeah, all he said was, your childhood, you too young to remember me when I was... Something like, you're too young to remember me when I was in my prime. But I have to say, when I... When we were whole, planning the whole thing, I really had my reservations. Because you know his tarnished history and brand. So I really had my reservations. I was like, I don't really want to meet this guy. Like... He ruined my, my like perception of him, but he was a very, very sweet and kind. And apologetic, and actually. A, and what was he apologetic about? I don't remember, but he, he apologized about something. Anyways, continue. He, no, he was very like, he didn't, he didn't have to take the time that he did with us. Like he had his publicist there. Um, he had the the person that was running the convention was like rushing him and almost like looking at us like if we were peons, like like peasants. Um, but well, this is a live show, so you're gonna hear <laughs> phones my go text off. messages went off. Sorry, and it's not Hulk. Uh, shut up. Um, but yeah, he was very very like he he told them you know hold on I'm talking to them and. He signed some stuff for us, and he yeah, didn't he have did. to do that because he was selling autographs for like a hundred dollars a pop. Yeah, and he was they was charging like one hundred and fifty dollars for like a picture. Yeah, and we didn't pay anything. And he personalized everything, so he was very he was he didn't make up for his tarnished past, but he he's he's a very very nice guy. Yeah, and what was cool about that we just had came back from Florida that week, 
Mm-hmm. And we was actually at Hogan's B Shop, and you know we yeah. told him that, and he was really really happy to hear that. I did buy a Hulkamania tank top last week, but had I known I was gonna meet him, I would have worn my Hulkamania tank top that week. Yeah, you did just buy the Hulkamania. So um, let's move on to number two. Um, you weren't there for that one, but this was a great great gift that you had bought for Father's Day that year, and it was actually a meet and greet for Roman Reigns. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and um, it you know it was just I was really excited because I'm like a huge fan of Roman, and it was just like a really exciting weekend because we had the meet and greet Saturday, and then Sunday was SummerSlam, and we had awesome seats, and I remember taking um, little smarks with me because it was like a you know it was a, it was a it was a father and son thing, so we get there and it was it was, it was a long line, and this is the time where like everybody was shitting on Roman and saying Roman wasn't popular and nobody liked him, but literally the line was fucking long and it was around the Barclays, um, so I I was one of the first few to meet him and he was really really nice, really really intimidating because this guy's huge and it's just like oh shit it's Roman, so anyways so this story is more about me. So I get up to the desk and there goes Roman and there's a bunch of WWE publicists and lights and cameras and banners. And it was really, really like surreal. Anyway, so I'm with little Roman. I mean, with little Smarks. <laughs> and, you know, he's talking to him and he's asking him about, you know, his summer and how he's doing, if he's a good boy and things like that. And um, another this was another year where we just came back from a family vacation. We had, you know, we had an awesome week. And uh, this will tie in with the next story. So he asks his little little smarks like, "Hey, bro, how was your your summer? How's it been?" And we did a lot that summer. We actually did a lot with him. Yeah, we went on a cruise. We went spent to, some time in Florida. We um, he was in summer camp. It, it was just an awesome experience for somebody his age. So this kid has the nerve to tell Roman this. I didn't do nothing all summer. <laughs> I just I just chilled. So I looked at him like in I defa- want... In defense, in his defense, he was like starstruck. nine years old, right? Probably eight, eight or nine. And he was starstruck. Very starstruck. Like, this was probably his first major Meet celebrity, right? Yeah. Like, person that he's met. And he, like, really liked him. So he was a little starstruck. Not a little, a lot of starstruck. But I remember that pissed you off. Yes, it pissed me off because of this. So Rome, he tells Roman he did nothing. And I just I looked at him like, dude, we spent thousands of dollars this summer on entertaining your ass. <laughs> and you're going to tell this man that I didn't do nothing for you all summer? So as soon as he says that, Roman gives me the stare of death. His eyes pierced my soul. I felt every bone in my body just crumble. And I'm like, why? Why would you do that? And then it was happening so fast that I didn't even have a chance to correct him. So that really pissed me off, man. So it was my turn to meet Roman, and I was trying to explain it to him, but there was kind of moving you know, along, um, there was kind of moving along the line and whatever. But this was awesome to him. I told him, hey, hey, listen. Matter of fact, no, Little Smarts did it. He says, Roman, my, my mom and my sister, they're really, really big fans of yours. They couldn't make it. Could you record a video? Somebody came in and said, well, no, we're not doing that. Roman put his hands up. He said, wait, I got this. So he recorded a message for my wife. Yes, and he did. told her she needed to be there. And that he hopes to see her the next year. Yes, he said my name too. Yes. 
So, we're not going to disclose names because a lot of you guys are fucking detectives. So, I'm going to say this. It made her day. It got the most views ever on my social media at the time, which I don't have anymore. And it was just awesome of him. And we just, we play that video all the time. Really, really dope of him. So, now with that being said, since we were in Florida, Mm -hmm. we had went and took a visit to the Performance Center, right? So this was after Roman Reigns was like two years before we went to the performance. No, we went to the performance center one time as well. We went. We usually go to the performance center every time we in Florida. Mm-hmm. So we go to perform. We was in the performance center literally the week before, and um, you know, you know, I just wanted to see it, and it was it was a really cool experience. We didn't see anyone this year that year, that but year, we were yeah. at the performance center. Yeah, we did see somebody drive by in a dark tinted SUV. Don't, I couldn't tell who it was, but that was really, really cool. So, another story is, another wrestler actually, is, this ties into like one huge story. Mm-hmm. Right? So, the following year, we went back to Orlando. This time, we took a trip to Disney World, right? Yes. So, we're at this, you know, it's like like the last couple of days. Sorry, last, it's a live, it's a live, it's a live Sorry. podcast. And like I always said, like, you're going to get the raw deal. So anyways, so back to the story. So we at the Performance Center, and you know I didn't really want to go because from the side where we were at by Disney World, Disney, yeah, Disney World, it's a kind of a pretty long drive. So my wife was like, yo, just, just do it. Like, we got two days left here. You're going to regret it once you get on the plane that you didn't do it. Yes, so that's your style. Yes. You know, um, so she convinced me to go. So we made the drive, and we get there. And, you know, like a sucker, I knocked on the door. They was like, sorry, we're not open to the public. I said, cool. Do you mind I'll take a picture in front of the, you know, of the performance? And I was like, yeah, go ahead, right ahead. Took the picture, we got back in the car. And she's like, let's just wait to see if we see somebody. I said, whatever, man, we got time. Remember time. So, first person we saw was Velveteen Dream. No, the first person you saw was um, the girl and her husband. Yes, it was Maria Mike and Canellis. But she was pregnant. She was pregnant. Yes. And they were really, really nice. I didn't really want to bother them, but they saw us and they kind of waved and we kind of gave them their space. But that was really, really cool. Yeah. They no longer, and then, they're no longer with WWE and they hate WWE. Oh. Yeah. But are they on a, the other side? I don't know what side they're on, but they are on some shit now. But anyways, moving but, along. But you saw you you saw them before you got in the car. Before you, you took the picture. I took the picture of you. Mm-hmm. Uh and then before you got back in the car, you saw them from far away. They were getting in their car. Yes. And you were like, oh, shit, that's such and such. And I was like, cool. And then they spotted you and they waved yes. at you. And then you got in the car. And I was like, maybe there's more people in there. There was more. <laughs> Cue the guy from the OxyClean commercial. But, but wait, there's more. <laughs> so um, we're sitting in the car. It's, it's Florida. It's the middle of August. It's fucking hot as hell. And um, we see wrestlers pulling out the fucking performance center. It was like, it was like, what? They really just pulling out? Everybody's pulling out. So we saw Velveteen Dream driving by. Yeah. He saw us. He waved. Gave us a thumbs up, right? Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Um, We saw Tide. No, it was Otis. Remember the big guy that was carrying like some huge fucking weights in the street? He was cool. I didn't, wanna, I didn't really want to bother him because he was in the middle of his workout. So that was it. We saw Lars Sullivan, huge fucking guy. He's got to be like six seven, and he was sitting in the smallest car in the world. <laughs> I felt bad because like literally his knees were touching the steering wheel. 
Um, we also saw what's this guy? Um, Sami Zayn, who I guess was injured at the time, and I guess he was just like, you know, killing some ring rust at the performance center. He was the nicest guy to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also as well, we spotted somebody in the car. We didn't know who it was, um, but they didn't seem very happy to see us there. So we were really far from the performance center at this point. We was like, you know, on the road, so we wasn't trying to invade nobody's private privacy. But she must have called somebody because, like, five minutes later, no, less than five minutes, like, like twenty seconds later, security like, came she out. Pulled, she pulled out and like gave gave you the only stare, like if you ain't shit, the you ain't shit stare. Yeah. Um, and I think before she reached the gate, the person came out. And he was like, "Yo, you gotta get the fuck out of here." That's what he said. I thought no, he said he was really nice. He was really nice. He just like, "Hey, listen, no, you, you're a fan, probably. We can't have you here." Blah 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 blah. Had that person not called, you probably would have been there for a while and saw a lot more people. Yeah, probably would saw a shit ton of people. Oh, the biggest one that I saw was—I mean, I can say it now—but when I knocked on the door. The other time, I spotted somebody sitting there in the reception area. And when I looked, it was your boy Dean Ambrose, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it was really cool. He kind of, like, gave me the, like, he kind of, like, you know, head nodded, like, what's up? I said, hey, what's up? So, um, if any of you wrestlers are reading this or listening to this, hopefully you are, you know, thank you, right? It was really awesome. You made our day that day. Yeah. You really made our day. It was really, really cool. You made the trip worth it. Over there. Um, shout outs to Braun. Braun is like hella cool. Braun Strowman is like the mm-hmm. coolest guy out there. So is Baron Corbin. These mm-hmm. are people I haven't met personally yet, but they're awesome from you know from the little interactions we do have. Um, you know, um, there's a bunch of others that I haven't met, but you know, I don't want to say any names, so I don't know if they're comfortable with it, but like a lot of the wrestlers are really, really cool. Yeah. You know, if you if you respect them and you're not you don't seem like a groupie. They're really damn cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Um, a few years ago, I went to a house show in the garden. Um, I went dolo. Mrs. Smarks did not join me. I don't know why. But um, I'm standing there. I had like floor seats. I was like maybe two, three rows away from the ring. And I was walking by and the curtains were pulled back. And I seen Chris Benoit. Remember I told you that? Mm-hmm. He was there. And he saw me. And like I was just really literally walking to my to my seat. And the curtains were pulled. I was like one of the first people, you know, in the inside the arena. And he saw me and, you know, he kind of waved at me. And it was, thinking about it now, it was like, oh, shit, creepy. Um, Who else is on that list? Yes, another time we went to the garden for another show. I took Little Smarks with me. And, you know, um, we were actually just walking to the train station and we had to pass Penn Station and for those of you guys that know, Penn Station is kind of right next to the garden where the talent enters. I don't like really waiting to see the talent because, you know, it's that's not what I paid for and that's not what they expect from us. I'm pretty sure they appreciate the t- the fans and, you know. But um, that day, we got really, really, really lucky. So we had really good seats thanks to you. It was a great Christmas gift that year. And we had really awesome seats. Like, we was like two rows from, like, ringside. Mm-hmm. So that year we were there, and um, after the match, I think the last match was a a, a woman's six man or five man. I mean, a woman's six woman, person. Yes, person <laughs> tag match, and um, 
you know, I, he was kind of like shy. I'm like, yo, go up there. Maybe you'll be able to give one of them a high five or maybe one of them will see you. So he went, you know, security let him through. And um, he actually got several hugs from a lot of the women after the match. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was really happy about that. He came home that. smelling like He's, female. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> I guess he met Bailey, right? Um, Ronda Rousey. Yes, but that was after the show. Oh, oh no. No, Ron- she hugged she Yes, hugged she him. hugged them at ringside during after her match. And then we left and we walked, you know, walked into the train station. And we kind of bumped into her. And she recognized them from inside and she... Hugged him again, and you know he wasn't quick enough with his with you know take a selfie. She realized that she came back and she took the selfie with him. That was awesome. I really really appreciate it. It's funny because as like um a casual watcher, as you call me, I don't really take too much to these like wrestlers and their personalities. Sometimes I like like I wasn't a fan of Ronda Rousey because I always figured like how you gonna come to a whole nother sport and just try to like take over and be on like it was just like a whole thing for me i really didn't like her but after hearing how kind she was to him and how kind she was to like the other kids there like i truly respect that yeah it takes a lot you know especially when you just got your ass kicked in the ring and it's like that middle of it was a day after christmas it was maybe like this is new york city this is like 18 degrees outside and she literally stood there and she said hi to every fan yeah, outside. I think that's like. She didn't have to do that. Yeah, she didn't have to do that. Um, who else? He actually met Pete Dunn as well. Mm-hmm. He's from NXT. Pete Dunn was really really cool. The man can dress. Like he had like a three piece suit. <laughs> I don't know how he pulled that shit off, but he had a three piece suit, and he was really really cool. And you know he stood there and took a picture with him. Like it was really awesome. And um, he was in that little corner where he was standing by the uh, the exit. We saw a bunch of wrestlers. So our I saw Art Anderson. Um, I think I saw some of the guys from uh, undis. What is it? Uh, Undisputed Era. Um, Kyle O'Reilly kind of gave him a high five. Um, you know, uh, damn it. Yeah, that was about it for that night. Um, there's some other other few times I met wrestlers. Um, I think mm-hmm. there was a really cool story when I was like in high school. And this is when the WWE restaurant was in Times Square. And a couple of my friends was like, yo, let's just cut class and go down to 42nd. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, all right, fuck it. So we got on the train and we got down to the WWE, the world, as they called it at the time. And I saw Test. Rest in peace of Test. Test was really nice. He looked at us. He said, hey, you guys are kind of young. Why aren't you guys in school? Because literally it was like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And... Um, you know, we told him we were seniors and we just had gotten out, which was a bullshit lie because <laughs> we literally had cut class. Um, there's another there's another wrestler sighting. But don't the, try that at home. Don't try that at home, kids. <laughs> go to school. Don't be like me and cut class and go see wrestlers. Right. Um, another cool story was I was actually working. I'm, I actually work out of Times Square. So I remember one morning I went to go grab. It was really early in the morning, like six o'clock in the morning. And... If you guys know 42nd, you know, it's like several McDonald's out there. So I went to McDonald's to get me a, a McGriddle. Mm. This, was, this was when I was on my McGriddle shit. So I went and got some, I went to McDonald's and I bumped into Al Snow and McDonald's. And I was like, oh shit, it's Al Snow. I said, good morning, Tim. You know, we chopped it up for a few seconds, you know, and he was on his way. I had no idea what he was doing out there that time in the morning. Because to my knowledge, there was no like WWE event taking place in around that area 
another cool guy um I met another cool spotting too was one night I was in uh Times Square. It was like after the Royal Rumble. Remember that Royal Rumble? That I was I had ringside seats to the garden and we had kind of got into an argument. <laughs> and this is real this is a real story. We had gotten into an argument and you know, I was literally on my laptop in my living room and I was literally gonna press pay on the Ticketmaster site and I had like the best ringside seats ever and, and it was like a really good price for a pay-per-view especially like a rumble pay-per-view in the garden and Mrs. Barry Smalls got upset and she shut the computer off and I couldn't buy the ticket mm-hmm. I had no idea if I would have known that those were the tickets you were buying I would have let you be I just thought you was ignoring me because you were I was talking to you and you was ignoring me so I unplugged the computer I wasn't ignoring I was focused you were if you would have been like I'm going to have this discussion with you after I finish purchasing these Royal Rumble tickets that are ringside for you and I. Or was it just one ticket, too? So you want to argue with me and no, then no, just no, buy one no, ticket? It was two tickets. It was two tickets because, honestly, the last time I went to like a wrestling event by myself, it was cool, but it was weird. Like You're in an arena of like 16,000 fans, and you're sitting there by yourself. Mm. And then, at, <laughs> and I'm I'm I must say like sometimes wrestling fans can get really annoying at wrestling events. Like sometimes I just want to watch the match and enjoy the show, and mm. like they're talking my ear off, asking me trivial questions and stuff that has nothing to do with whatever is going on in the ring. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so yeah, I was in the, I was gonna take you with me, but I didn't get the tickets. And um, that night of the World Rumble, which was in January, tickets went on sale in November. Um, I was working late, and uh, I remember walking home, like, taking a train, and I bumped into Edge and Lita. It's walking down the street. They were walking down the street? Mm-hmm. It was, like, maybe 1 o'clock in the morning. Wow. So I said, what's up? They said, what's up? And I said, hey, great match, because I think he had wrestled Rey Mysterio that night or Jeff Hardy. Refresh my memory. I could be wrong. I know he was in a match, and I think it was against Rey Mysterio. Anyways, but anyways, he was walking down the street, and they were both walking together. It was really, really chilly, and I remember he was just... It was New York. Like, New York gets cold. I, I get it. He's from Canada, and, you know, our cold is probably, like, his summer. But it was like... I had my North Face at the time, and it was just crazy cold. And I remember he only had it on a T-shirt. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck? Anyways, so I nodded. I said, what's up? And, you know, and I told him, great match. He said, thanks. And, you know, he was, he went on his way. Did he say thanks in a douchey way? Like no, he said. Oh, or was thanks. it like, oh man, thanks? He said like, oh thanks, man. Oh okay. Yeah, no, no. He seems like a nice guy too. No, lovely guy, lovely guy, <laughs> lovely guy. I tell you, man. Or oh, another tarnished history, but no, 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 no. Tarnished. Past. I was a big edgehead in that time. Still am, but you know. Um, I think that's about it for now. I mean, there's other stories. Um, I think one time I was able to go to the 1996. Survivor Sorry, guys, series. that's the train. That's the railroad train. That passes by here. It's annoying and obnoxious. So I was um, at the 1996 Survivor Series event, um, and they had the Hall of Fame at the time. And I, a friend of mine's dad, who was an accountant for the Marriott, he ended up taking us. And I met a bunch of guys that day. And I remember having them autograph. Remember I would tell you a story about the autograph uh, menu? From that night, and mm-hmm. how every time I go back to mom's house, I can never find it. And yeah. that piece 
that piece is like it's like history because it has so many guys who signed it for me, and a lot of those guys are not with us anymore. And and actually, there was like there's like a, a barbecue stain from one of the wrestlers who was eating, and he took time out and he kind of signed the menu and he got like barbecue stain. But hopefully, one day I'll be able to find that because it's 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 a treasure that shouldn't be lost. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting some. Well, I mean, we went to the the thing oh, in Brooklyn. Shit. Yes. But Thank you know, you. we don't want to saturate, oversaturate with all these stories. I think people are gonna enjoy it because I, I get asked a lot of these questions, like who's your favorite wrestler you met, you know, and stuff like that. But this one was we went to the WrestleMania last year's WrestleMania, right, at MetLife, mm-hmm. and um, we went to Access, and we got to meet some really, really cool wrestlers that day too. One of them was Matt Riddle, and Matt was really, really nice. He actually took like he spent a lot of time with us. He, you know, he came from behind. Remember, that's the guy that was throwing up, like the surfer guy with, with the sandals. I remember, I know. So he came from behind the table and he posed with us. And the guy that sang uh, "Happy Birthday" to to our child. He sang. Oh yes, Aiden English. He yes. sang "Happy Birthday" and it was mm-hmm. really really cool. I don't think I have that on film. No, the I think I I might. The other guy that got into an argument with him over LeBron. Yes, Jordan Miles. <laughs> yeah, he kind of he kind of went at me because I told him I was a LeBron fan. And then he said, no, you're a Kobe fan. I said, no, no. Kobe's the GOAT, but Kobe's retired. I'm a LeBron fan. He goes, no, you can't teach your son to not. <laughs> what he said, he said something like, don't, you can't teach him about basketball and not teach him about Jordan and, and, and Kobe. I'm like, he's very much aware of who uh, Kobe and Jordan is, but... He likes LeBron. Um, and then the guy... Luke Harper. Uh-huh. Who told him that he didn't have to go to school the next day. Uh-huh. And our our kid, uh, our other kid petted his beard. Yes. <laughs> and he sh- he allowed her to. Yeah. He was really nice. Lucas, he looks very intimidating, but he's... Um, and then the girl nice that pinched oh, his yes. cheeks. Yes. Aaliyah. I think she's from NXT. Yeah. She, she really pinched nice. him and told him he was cute. Yeah. Made him blush. Made him blush. Made his day. Yeah. And, um, and oh yes, the Bailey super fan. Remember that she was standing in line with us. Mm-hmm. We met this Bailey super fan. I, I forgot her real name, but she's the Bailey super fan. She was really really cool. And we saw, um, what's her face outside before we got into the into the the venue. Um, Brooks, damn it, what's her name? Dana Brooks, Dana Brooks. Mm. Yeah, so we met a lot of people, and that's hopefully that's not the end of it for us. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, our podcast allows us to meet more wrestlers because wrestlers are cool. <laughs> They're super cool. Wrestlers are cool. So shout out to all the pro wrestlers out there, even the indie guys. You guys are fucking awesome. You know, you guys do a lot, and, you know, you guys do it with ease. Mm-hmm. You, guys, you guys are real-life superheroes to these kids and to even some adults. Yeah. So, you know, appreciate that. So, that kind of sums it up for this podcast, right? Uh, Yeah. I don't have any other stories. Do you want to add anything? No, I'm good. You're good? Yeah, you told a lot of stories there. Yeah. Um, well, Let me ask you this last question. Who was a wrestler that you would love to meet? Who was a wrestler? But it has to be somebody that's Past living. or present. Pre- like, it has to be someone that's still living. Past or present. Doesn't matter. I always tell you the story, but when I was younger, um, my dad... My dad, my uncles and cousins, they were all huge fans. But my dad was like a super fan. And me and him used to be the Bushwhackers. 
Um, we used to wrestle every Saturday morning. He would wake me up by like doing some sort of wrestling move and we would wrestle for like hours on Saturday morning. And then we used to walk around. We used to be the bushwhackers. Um, I would like to meet them just, you know, for a little nostalgia, but present, I'm going to have to go with the Usos. Mm. I can't, I, I can't, you know, I can't say that I'll be able to contain myself and not probably get arrested for some sort of sexual battery or wow, so assault, the, but I want to meet the Uso. I guess when you meet them, you have to meet them without me because I'm not going to bail your ass out. No, please. You probably encourage me. Yes, yeah, You would encourage me no, like, yo, oh, rub- you go, go ahead, go rub on them and then rub on me. <laughs> <laughs> rub on them and then come rub on me so it's not so gay. That's my husband. That's what he would say. Oh, man. Um, someone I would like to meet that I have yet to meet is my all-time favorite, Bret Hart. Yeah. I would love to meet Brett. It's always been a dream of mine to meet that guy. Hopefully, after COVID mm-hmm. is over and everyone's back to normal, I'll have the chance to meet that guy because that's the goat in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the goat for me all the time. But Bret Hart. So if my father-in-law is listening to this and if you have <laughs> any sort of connection to maybe even meeting Brett, because I know that he got, his connections run deep. For last Christmas, he gifted me an autographed Bret Hart banner, which was really cool of him. But anyways, if you're listening to this, please, somehow, some way, put me in touch with the hitman. That'd mm-hmm. be super awesome. Not a hitman. Not a hitman. Not an Italian <laughs> hitman or a Russian hitman, but a Canadian hitman, as in Bret Hart. Yeah. So that does it. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, I would love to hear some feedback on this. Um because your feedback matters. I take your feedback to heart because I try to be the best I, that I can at this podcast to entertain you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, send the feedbacks in. Send Mrs. Barrington Smarks the feedbacks as well because she loves the feedback. Yes. She lives for feedback. Yes. Just don't be an ass about it. No, you can be an ass. I value those two. You do? Yeah. You value my ass? No. You want to touch right. my ass? No. No? Right, After right, the podcast? Not right, right now. All right, cool. So I'm signing out. <laughs> this is your boy, Barry the Smarks, with another episode of Barry the Smarks. Be safe. Be well. 